Okay, who's setting off fireworks? Yeah, seriously. Bro, I don't know. I can't like, actual fireworks. There's actually fireworks going on right now. What Go low. Oh, I can hear them. Can you oh. hear them? A little bit. Oh, they're they gone. Okay, we're good. Hey, Dang, friends, if what? you hear fireworks in the background, that's just um the remnants of Betty and Jughead's relationship falling apart. <laughs> no! <laughs> stop! Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like reading anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Our fun fact for this episode is who is your favorite drag queen? And I'd like to first say a disclaimer that I'm only on season three. So my current favorite drag queen is Tatiana from season two and All Stars 2. That's such a good choice. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. Thank (laughs) y'all. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. Robin added this, and I just keep saying it, but for the record, I didn't write this. (laughs) I like badass milfs and marble countertops. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat, and my favorite drag race queen is obviously Bianca Del Rio. But also Katya and Trixie and Bob the Drag Queen. All of the above. And our special guest this week is my sister, Lindsay. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! My name is Lindsay Patricia. I'm 25 years old and I'm studying public relations in Edmonton, Alberta. I am known on Instagram as Plus Size Barbie, where I work as a social media influencer. My favorite drag queen is Katja Zemelechikova. Yes! Or Trixie Mattel, or Naomi Smalls. The list goes on. The list goes on. Thank you very much for coming to hang out with us today. Yeah. I am excited and also terrified. <laughs> That's how I would prefer you be 24-7. <laughs> Just for the record. <clears throat> today we have words to say about episode 206 of Riverdale, Death Proof. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was called. Death Proof, yeah. Death proof. Death Except proof. for certain people. Going into thoughts from listeners, shout out to Meta for just texting me all the time and sending me her theories. Her friend Meta. Here's what she said. Okay, random potential theory that probably will never happen. You know how you said maybe the serpents have a tailored ritual depending on the specific person? What if mm-hmm. somehow, in some way, the Black Hood is just that but for Betty? Not sure how this would work and maybe Juggy losing Betty is his ultimate trial and not hers, but what if? Is it his initiation of the serpents or her initiation? I I think what she's saying is both. Like, those are two separate theories. Oh. I like that, but it also makes Betty's story about Juggie's journey. But at the same time, I would love to see Betty as a serpent. Yeah. Like, following the footsteps of her mom. Mm -hmm. I'd be into that. Yeah. And her other theory is, what if that is the trial that Alice failed somehow, not being able to cut all ties with the north side? (sighs) Oh. Probably because she was already pregnant. <gasps> 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 that may- Dude, guys, we're onto something yeah. here. Shout out to Meta. <laughs> Hi, Meta. We're going to talk a little bit about the title now. Uh, the title Death is Proof? Death Proof. It was a 2007 film by Tarantino about a man who murders women in staged car accidents. So, like, that wasn't a thing, like, specifically that, but, like, it had a car in it. Every episode of this season is um, a title from a horror movie. 
That's actually really cool. Except yeah. for next week's episode, actually. <clears throat> what is Which it? Which is a, a TV series, a horror TV series. What's um, called uh, it's called Tales from the Dark Side. It's an anthology, which means that every episode is a different story. It was from 1983, and every episode ended with a plot twist. That, yeah. So. I'm just like, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. That was liter- that's literally <laughs> what I was thinking of. I-, I was like, Tales from the... No, that's not the same thing. Crypt and then Keeper. I was thinking of Goosebumps, and that wasn't the same thing either. <laughs> Goosebumps. Oh, oh, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. Did anyone else watch that? I didn't because no, you- scary stuff scares me. Me too. Yeah, just not into Brittany it. Brittany would always make me watch this shit. Love She's it. trash. She well, obviously. Don't swear as much. Kids can be listening. <laughs> but then I get the puppy barks. It's true, you do. Get yeah, but then I, I have to the work harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but that's just how I talk. <laughs> anyway, so Death Proof was about murdering women. That's cute. Tarantino's a garbage bag. Woo. But staged car accidents. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, because. Stage car accidents. Veronica's dad. Oh, oh snap! Wow. Did neither of you make that? No. <laughs> you guys are so what? This is your podcast. That's actually, man. That's actually weird because Robin usually catches all the stuff, and then I just kind of like. Well, I feel like along. if we had gotten there, then I would have been like, oh, ha, 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 but we. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we stumble on those gems. Sometimes the real. <laughs> it just happens. Are the, yeah. Along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Should we get started, friends? Yes, let's talk about stuff. Uh, the first storyline we're going to go through is the Veronica stuff. <gasps> Ronnie. Um, first of all, Penelope is over, and she's talking about Ugh. how Cheryl must have provoked him, and they need to handle it discreetly, and nothing actually happened to Cheryl. Can we talk about how this rape culture allegory is wrapped up in one this character? Is incredibly problematic. <laughs> yes, it is. An issue. But, like, that... That's literally going on right now with people, like, trying to redefine, like, what rape is. Yeah. They're trying to be like, oh, well, it's not really mm-hmm. this or it's not really that. And it's like, no, it's a pretty clear definition. But for some reason, as soon as she hears her mom say it, Cheryl's like, yeah, she's right. I'm fine. Whatever. Do you think she made that exact sound? Uh, yes. <laughs> exact. Yes. I remember I wrote it down. So it's a direct quote. <laughs> If you wrote it down, what did you write down to make the sound? One sec. (laughs) (laughs) We got like a P-F-F-T. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, P-F-B-B-H-T. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. You Googled it, didn't you? No, I didn't. I wrote it down. Did you actually? I mean, just now. Um, but but she's saying like no one would believe me anyway and so Veronica's like still trying to like get her to stand up for what happened because Veronica is a good oh just a good I thought that's that's the end of the sentence She's like, uh, no. she's just a good. She's just a good. Yes. Well, she is. She's a real one. Mm-hmm. She is. I love, I love Ronnie. I love that Ronnie is like an unabashed feminist. Yeah. Yeah. Like militant out there fighting for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the next scene we have is the big group meeting. Um, okay. So here are all the people in the room. <laughs> it's cute because like all, there are all the teens that are in trouble and then each one of them has a parent in the room except for... <laughs> Veronica, who has both of her parents. So we have Betty, who has Alice in the room, because Hal does nothing. 
Archie, <laughs> yes. who has Fred in the room. Veronica has both of her parents. Reggie's mom, whose name is oh Melinda. God. I actually liked that. Shout out to Melinda Mantle. She's out here. Oh, I thought you were about to say Melinda May. I was like, what? No, Mantle. Reggie's last Mark name. Martha May. Who VA? Okay, you know what? We made that joke on the Lost Podcast. <laughs> well, guess can't make it twice. <laughs> and uh, she's not an actual person in the comics. Oh, so yeah. Wait, did, didn't Reggie have parents in the <clears throat> comics? I went onto the list of Archie Comics characters and I searched in Mantle and uh-huh. Reggie's the only person with the last name Mantle. And then I searched up Melinda and nothing came up. So, so they have like what? 40 years of Archie comics and no one thought to give Reggie parents. I guess the heck and not. They're like, <laughs> he's emancipated. <laughs> he's a free man. Uh, after Reggie, we have Josie who has Mayor McCoy and Kevin who has Sheriff Keller. Um, Lindsay thinks that Sheriff Keller is hot, just for the record. What's that? What's the question? Lindsay thinks that Sheriff Keller is hot. I'm not opposed. He's hot, right? I like, I like authority figures sometimes. Stop. <laughs> also, oh my God. Did you watch the trailer for next episode? No, I saved it for live reactions. <laughs> Why? Why You're are you laughing? You're going to be pleased. Oh my God. Okay. Who, are, who asked for a shirtless Sheriff Keller? Me, I did. Oh <laughs> my god! Your wish has been granted, man. Can't wait. No, can't wait. <laughs> okay, who's setting off fireworks? Yeah, seriously. Oh, I don't know. I can't, like I actual mean, fireworks. There's actually fireworks going on right now. Go oh, low. I can hear them. Can you oh. hear them? A little bit. Oh, oh they stopped. Okay, we're good. Hey, friends, if you what? hear fireworks in the background, that's just um the remnants of Betty and Jughead's relationship falling apart. <laughs> No! Stop! I don't make the rules. I'm wondering if that's hail. No, some Vancouver is this thing where it's like just fireworks. That doesn't sound like fireworks. Now we have this moment where Alice is just like, all of you were morons except for Betty who knows what's up. Okay, where does Alice get off saying these things? Especially after she was so mean to her last episode. And also, what happened to Serpent Alice? Truth. Like, literally, narratively, what was the point of Alice showing up at that function in all of her serpent cure if, like... Oh my god, yeah! The next day, she's just back to being housewife Alice. Yeah. I guess, I, I don't know if it was, like, her trying to reclaim that identity, but, like, nothing happened after that. Man, I hate when they do that. As much you as can't I make a statement and then just, like, walk it back. Not follow through with yeah. it. Yeah. I, I also want to shout out to Alice for using the word Bacchanalian. What does it mean? What is it? I don't know well, that word. Would you like me to? Uh, okay, so um, I looked it <laughs> She's up. Like, well, I already looked it up. <laughs> I looked it up and uh, and like first of all I guessed and then I looked it up. But so do you? Here's my here's my mind. Uh, the way that my mind went. So Bacchanalian root word Bacchus. Bacchus is the Roman version of Dionysus who is the Greek god of wine and drunkenness and partying okay so Bacchanalian so that's where your brain went or that's what it means that's where my brain went and then I checked and that's what it means okay smarty pants and I was thinking of baklava I don't think that was right what were you thinking I love baklava baklava Baklava. (laughs) (laughs) like I knew that wasn't it but that was the only word association my brain came up with Bacchanalian. Bacchanalian. Or like, you know, like Bach. Bacchanalian. Like, characterized by or given to drunken revelry. Riotously drunken. 
Heck yeah. Veronica's just like, bleh, St. Betty. Even though we know, like, we... <laughs> I wrote it down. Um, even though we know that she kind of doesn't really feel that way, and we kind of speculated that last episode. Also, how much are you, all of these kids, having a second conversation underneath all the adults? <laughs> right? That was me at every dinner party. It's the kids talking while they ignore the adults. Yeah. yeah. I love Fred in this moment. He's like, okay, so we called this uh, meeting so that Alice could tell us how much better her child is than ours. Like, what is this for? <laughs> she, he has a point. Also, because, like, Archie is kind of a good hero yeah. this season. So... They bring just up saying. the fact that Betty dumped Jughead and Kevin is just like, oh, hashtag Bughead is no more. And Betty didn't tell me? That's sad. It's kind of sad. Like, it's supposed to be a funny moment, but, like, it's kind of sad because he's like, this was, but we're supposed to gossip. <laughs> he's, he's, like, so betrayed because Betty's confided in him in, until then. Mm-hmm. And now she Because does. she gets so involved in his life, but then doesn't include him in hers. Yeah. She doesn't reciprocate. Sad. Um, Hiram is talking about how he knows the story of Serpent Alice. So, um, tell me the story. Um, sharing is caring, Hiram. Spill that tea. Yeah, I want to know immediately. They keep talking about Serpent Alice, and then they're not like following through. Mm-hmm. And like, I only have so much patience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hermione's like, okay, but who brought it? And of course, Reggie, who's really proud of being a drug dealer for some reason, is like, yeah, it's me. What's up? Kate, but did I not say? Yes. Literally the last podcast, I said, if the police asked Reggie (laughs) who was the drug dealer, he would proudly raise his Mm -hmm. hand. What do we have here? Brady being right about something. Ooh, I have a thought. For once. About, like, we already know that the police are a little bit prejudiced toward the South Side, but, like, I think it's also kind of illustrated in the fact that uh, South Side High gets, gets raided, and, like, all the people who either are wearing serpents jackets or have drugs on them or whatever are being arrested and interrogated. Whereas Reggie is like totally free to just go to the, the race or whatever and do his community service and yeah. to just say, Hey, like I, I supplied all these drugs. Even though he's and, the one uh, doing the drugs. There's dealing. no consequences for yeah. me. I mean, I noticed that when um, they came to quote unquote arrest Nick, they came to his place of rev- residence and then knocked on the door and then said, you need to like, we need to talk to him instead of like arresting yeah, him. Yeah, and like because. get dressed. But then buddy. at the high school, they're like pushing everyone against the lockers yep. and and like even Moose and Midge, not, they didn't get in trouble. No, they were doing drugs, but I mean, I mean, obviously they were you know super shot and yeah. stuff. By the way, how's Moose? I don't know, but I'd like to. I yeah. <laughs> how's he doing? <laughs> How you doing, buddy? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Can I? I'd like to hear from you. Please. Do you need a band-aid? <laughs> Would a glow stick make you feel better? <laughs> Always. Okay, but yeah. Always. What if it was shaped like a crown? Aww, or a moose? That would make me... Yeah. Oh, a moose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's shaped that like... That works so much better. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So yeah, Reggie's like, yeah, it was I. And Melinda is upset about it. Um, twas I. Twas I, Reggie. That's how he said it, too. Re- Mother, it was I. Twas I that's at the house of blaze. <laughs> She's like, stop it, Reginald. <laughs> I let down the family. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, know. how many of these people actually have, they're all nicknames, you know, except for, like, Kevin and Veronica, because Reggie is Reginald, Josie, Josephine, Archie, Archibald, Betty, Elizabeth, Jughead, Forsyth. They all got long, long names. 
I don't know why I'm pointing this out. It's just interesting to me. No, I like it because I love when characters have nicknames. Like, I don't think... Yo, I didn't realize that Betty was short for Elizabeth <laughs> until this moment exactly. What, really? Yes, really. They said it multiple times in the show. Yeah, um, Alice calls her Elizabeth all the time. I'm going to start calling my friends named Elizabeth Betty. <laughs> you have friends? Wow. Wow. <laughs> too cold, man. Oh, boy. But also, do you even know anyone named Elizabeth? Liz. Oh, my God. Liz could you imagine Elizabeth. I, could you imagine if I called her Betty? He's like, is the dealer from the south side? And he's like, yeah, I think so. And he's like, of course it is. <laughs> it's like, how could they? But everyone knows that the drugs come from the south side yeah. anyway. So, and also Reggie should get in lots of trouble. Yes. Mm-hmm. The the best part of the scene, in my opinion, is when they're just like, of course it's the serpents. Of course it's from the school. Blah, 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 blah. And Archie goes, hey, hashtag not all, not all serpents. <laughs> I literally was thinking hashtag not all men at the same yeah. time. But it, like, it's literally not all serpents. No, like, it's actually true, though. Yeah. Which I like, I feel like the season's actually doing okay job if a little clumsy job of trying to like mirror modern day society in terms of like divisions and class differences and also if if what mm-hmm. jughead believes is true it's hashtag not any serpents that is That's exactly so literally if they're not doing any of that what do the serpents the do for fun yeah the, the ghoulies the ghoulies not the gremlins, gremlins but <laughs> okay but like same but also, if it's not the serpents, then what do the serpents actually do? They just walk around like a bunch of greasers from Greece. They don't wear masks. They're probably all really busy brushing their hair back so that it looks real pretty. <laughs> and they're literally like the greasers. Yeah. They are. They don't actually do anything. And there's even a Grease reference in uh, in this episode. Exactly. They, mm-hmm. they, they literally just wear leather jackets and walk around trying to scare people. Mm-hmm. I was in Greece, you know. You were, weren't you? The musical. Like the play or, or the place? <laughs> no, the musical. I was a pink Le- lady. Lindsay's asking because she's been to the place. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not there. You were a pink lady? I was a pink lady. Which pink lady? I was Jan. Which one's Jan? Brusha, brusha, brusha. <gasps> yeah. Where are the pictures of that? Oh, I wasn't that Janish. I have pictures, though. They're all on Facebook, my dude. Show us the receipts, man. They're talking about how Nick totally pressured them to do this. Keller is saying it's kind of hard to prosecute them because the drug takes three days to get out of your system. And if they did drug tests, we would have a credibility problem, which totally mm-hmm. is fair. But also, like... But also, fuck that. <laughs> it's, Puppy bark that. <laughs> it, it's wildly unfair that, like, you can't... This disqualifies the kids from talking about anything. Mm-hmm. It's like clearly they're of sound mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor McCoy is really upset at Josie because her dad used to have a problem with addiction and so she shouldn't be doing any drugs. That's I like that. randomly thrown in there. Though. But I like that detail. I just wish they would explore stuff with Josie more. I yeah. think so too. And also I'm kind of sitting here being like, okay, but like this feels just like a musician trope. You know, her dad's a musician and he's on tour. So of course he had addiction problems. 
Oh, that's a good point. So, yeah, I don't know. But also, can we please have more Josie content considering she's actually considered a main cast member but is never in the show? And then lastly in this scene, uh, she's like, my number one priority is to take down the South Side. (laughs) It's like, oh, now you care? Rabble, rabble, rabble. Now that rich kids are being threatened, you suddenly care? Now that her child specifically. They're all her constituents. She should care about all of them. But only when Josie is involved. I mean, I get it. Mom override, but, like, she's the mayor. She should give a crap about her other, like, you know, people. Okay, so Kevin and Veronica are walking down the hall, and he's like, you should tell someone's dad. You can tell your dad, you can tell my dad. I don't care, but you gotta tell someone's dad. And she's like, no, because my dad would go heckin' nuts and would be, like, a a bad person. And uh, then Veronica and Kevin are still mad at Betty. I get it. I would be mad at Betty. Fred is talking to Archie about how they have to do community service in Pickens Park. Pickens Park is an actual location in the comics. The fun facts. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah, Langley looks great. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's like, you should probably be checking in with Jughead. He's like, sure. Next thing is that they're picking up garbage. um, And they were picking up Lindsay? Rude. Veronica says, Pickens Park, more like Needle Park. And that is a reference to the Panic in Needle Park, which is about this park that lots of people do drugs in. It's like a romance movie and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Which I... How do you find these things? She said, more like Needle Park. And I went, hmm, I don't get that reference. I want to, though. And so I googled Needle Park. So then she she did the I just figured it was... I was like, oh, yeah, probably people shoot up there yeah i just figured yeah. like people did drugs i mean it's nice but that robin is always doing that yeah or like they found extra mile. they found needles while cleaning up yeah obviously okay how are you feeling about this reggie and josie content i would rather josie hook up with cheryl yes. but i i was appreciate i i i'm finding it hard to hate reggie yeah because you could see josie was kind of into reggie mm-hmm. especially after they like kissed a bunch last episode Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. But I still ship her with Cheryl. Who I would I like Josie to with? like girls, please. Tony's. Yeah, no, Cheryl and Tony. That's what I want. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But um, I don't hate it. I wouldn't be opposed to it. It's not terrible, but also I found myself being like, no, my ship, but my ship of Cheryl and Josie, please. Well, the great thing about that is um, you can still have that in your head. <laughs> Thank you so much. You can have that as a personal personal thing. Yeah, so you're a little headcanon. They get Reggie's Jingle Jangle content, and Archie's like, Betty, you should talk to Jughead. And she's like, eventually. Like, so okay. Why doesn't she just do it now? Yeah, like that really bothered me. I was like, just, just tell him. It's like not that long of a story that you can't just like rip the bandaid off and do it. Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, but for purposes, because I am on a television show, I must wait <laughs> until the end of the episode. Yeah. Literally. Um, the next thing we have is Cheryl and Pops, and she's cutting her sandwich to eat it with a fork. Yeah. Who? What? I don't know, but that's okay. That's what bougie people do. Nick shows up. It's true. Okay. So this kind of like put me down like a, a black hole type of IMDb, but you know, the thing where you find someone on something on IMDb and then you just follow it a- forever. Yep. So I was on the Riverdale IMDb trying to figure out um, who played this new Malachi character. And um, Oh, the one the one who looks like James Franco. Yeah. 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 I was like, that's James Franco. And 
I wanted to see who played him. And so instead I got to the guy who plays Nick, whose name is, I believe, Graham Phillips, or I think that's what his name is. And I was like, that name sounds familiar to me. So I click on it and it's like not something that I'm super, super familiar with. He used to play Ben 10 on the live action Ben 10. The hell is Ben 10? It was a Teletoon like um, cartoon show about this kid named Ben who had like a special watch who like gave, that like gave him powers or like gave him like special things or whatever. And they made like a TV show or like a movie uh, that was live action Ben 10, and he played Ben 10. I'm really happy for you right now. I was like, what? This this, this moment in this scene where he goes, oh, Sharon. That was oh, that, that just was so. Oh! That made me so piece angry. Of garbage. I can't I can't believe he would like try and pull that, like knowing exactly what he did. The part that really killed me is that he goes, How are you? And you're like, girl, this isn't just a chat at the golf club. Yeah, like get wrecked. <laughs> you're garbage. But he's like, Yeah, we're just getting something for the drive home. But he he fully he fully believes like he's allowed to talk to her. Yeah, she's like, literally, you're garbage. And he and he's out here being calling her hun and calling her sweetie. And I'm like, ew, Ugh. ew, and ew. He is disgusting. Gross. He says she was begging for it, which is like a whole thing. It, it's true. literally, he is rape culture wrapped up into one In character. One oh my gosh. Every line on this show is like not really very, not really very natural. Like every oh, yeah. line is very poetic. Oh Yeah. And so the fact that Cheryl calls him an unrepentant spore. And I was like, I mean, snaps. I feel like they only get away with that because these actors know exactly how to deliver those lines. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, like, calling someone an unrepentant spore, like, I would mess that up immediately. Mm -hmm. Right. I'd probably just call him a butthead. <laughs> but, like, then there's Alice being, like, ba Bacchanalian. And you're like, uh but I th there's something beautiful about that, to be yeah. honest. He's saying that they paid her mom so that she would be silent about it, and then he ends up paying for her meal. And I would have been like, no! If that was me, I'd like have paid for my own meal and been like, keep the tip, Pop. <laughs> well, I should hope you'd tip, Pop. Well, yeah. No, I mean, like, all of the things that he paid for for her meal, Pop mm -hmm. can just keep because I wouldn't want him paying for mine. Yep. You know? Man, I'd just be swinging fists. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, TV honest. Yeah. Like, how dare you? I absolutely you paid for my meal. Like, you paid for my meal after trying to like roofie and rate me. No, your nose is getting broken at the video. Yeah, least. swinging fists yep. for sure. You gonna catch these hands? Penelope is lotioning her one burned hand. I think it's strange that the only thing that's like uh, noticeably still burned on her body is this one hand. But okay. What's up with that? But she was not a, the other hand. She was in a full body wrapped cast yep. in the first episode. Yep. And all of a sudden she's got one artful, artfully burned hand that she wears a subtle glove on. Yeah. Cheryl found the check and she's always she's talking about how she's always she defended her father even after he killed Jason. All always defending people, but never defending Cheryl. So please just tell me the truth about the sugar man. This was a really great scene for Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Also, how old-timey was that check? Yeah, that was like a handwritten check. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like so strange to me. But I also super loved the, that whole scene because Cheryl finally stood up for herself mm -hmm. with like and was vulnerable. Cheryl's never vulnerable. Right. 
Cheryl's getting good plot lines this season. Veronica and Archie are together just like hanging out, you know, like you do. And Hashtag Varchie. Archie is like, Varchie. I have a plan. Don't worry about it. Uh, Veronica gets a call and it's Cheryl. And now she's learning that her parents are still accepting money from the St. Clairs. Interesting that her parents won't believe Cheryl. But will believe her. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? The number one rule of this is always believe women. Thank you so much. You know what Bye. this reminds me of, though? When people are just what? like, hey, you, I, I could never do that to a woman because I have a daughter. Yep. It's like your answer shouldn't be because I know someone who this could happen to. It should be because they are people. Yep. Because I'm not complete garbage. <laughs> yeah. So if you're one of those people who goes, oh, but I wouldn't want this to happen to my mother or my daughter or my wife. So I, you know, I could never do that to somebody. That's not your reason. That should not be your reason. Your aunt, your reason should be because people are people and you don't want this to happen to anybody. Exactly. So, I mean, that's what I, that's what I think they're doing is they're being like, well, as long as it didn't happen, really happen to someone that I care about. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, I can compromise my morals for money. And it's like, that's how we got where we are as a society mm-hmm. in the first place. I do, though, think it is very nice that her parents do stand up for her once they find out that it was her. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that that it's, like, sad for Cheryl that her mom didn't yeah. care about it. But, like, oh yeah, Veronica's yeah. parents cared about it. They were, like, ready to burn the world. And I was like, you know what? Yes. It's also upsetting because, like, Penelope is a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Like, she should be standing up for this. I think it's like Penelope was strong, but also has a strong sense of self-delusion. Mm. Because if you don't have to see it and you don't want to see it, then you just won't. Yeah. Because she would just rather believe that everything's fine. Like, Penelope has been carrying on since Jason died like nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. So I like this, like, I'm kind of hoping that they don't forget about this moment. Right. You know, like they did with Alice. Mm-hmm. Please, can we have some mom consistency on this show? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bring in Melinda. Bring bring Melinda more storylines. I want and also more Melinda. Mayor McCoy. I don't yeah. know. Give yeah. her something to do. Mayor McCoy has been a villain for far too long. But like a really subtle villain. Mm-hmm. But like all the moms are villains and all the dads are good guys except for Hal. What's up with that? Oh, you know what? I guess the only good dad is Fred. And Keller. Yeah, yeah, Keller is severely underrated. How yeah. dare you forget him? I'm so sorry. I forgot <laughs> uh, Keller. The last scene in the storyline that we have is that uh, somehow the St. Clairs have gotten in a terrible car accident. Oh my goodness. How did like this happen? This? So he's like, oh, he might not recover for several months. How sad. And Veronica's like, oh dear. <laughs> Boy, so is that like the parents are fine? Just just Nick was yeah, injured? That's what, like, I didn't that's understand what it sounds that. like. Either that's that or it sounds like, like both of his parents died. And Did they died. die, yeah. yeah. And it's like, how come his parents were punished more harshly for covering it up than he did for doing the crime? Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone should be punished, but come on, man. Okay, I want to talk about this moment where Hiram, like Hiram and Hermione have no been playing chess him. a bunch at their house. And uh, the fact that Hiram is the one who says checkmate is just kind of like a now everyone's on my side. Like Veronica's kind of turned over to the bad side a little bit checkmate. Or like, what do you think this checkmate is about? Because it's got to be something. Hermione looked kind of scared. Yeah, she Mm. did not look impressed. Yeah, like Veronica was smiling and Hiram was smiling. But like Hermione looked kind of scared. You know what? Maybe it's because I think it's like what Robin said is... Uh, Veronica's a little bit over onto the dark side and I think that's what Hermione didn't want. Mm-hmm. 
she didn't want Hermione to fall in league with her dad in the first, or Hermione didn't want Veronica to fall in league with Hiram in the first place, right? Honestly, I kind of like this version of Veronica because like the reason oh, why she's on the dark side is because she's getting justice for things that did not yeah. get justice, yep. you know? I totally and, like, agree. She's found a way, she, unlike Betty, has found a way to break the rules in her own creative way, whereas like Betty was very much like on the straight and now are like, I'm going to go to the police and solve this problem. Whereas Veronica is in this situation where the police are not going to help you. So let's do it the lodge way. But is this you not a watered yeah. down version of what the black hood thinks he's doing? Yeah. It's everyone like being their own type of vigilante, mm-hmm. which I kind I love. Yeah. I kind of like it too. I'm super, <laughs> I'm super into all of this. I love this plot line. I just wish Hermione's like entire motives and personality were more clear. Right. Uh, I'm ready to talk about Jughead if you guys are. Oh my god, are you not always ready to talk about Jughead? Oh man, oh boy, oh boy. (laughs) Robin has the biggest crush on Jughead of anyone I have ever seen in my life, and that includes teenage girls. He's my representation! I want him! I want him! I want him to be one of us. One of us. One of us. Okay, oh my goodness. First of all, they open this freaking episode... With Tony, who has slept over and is wearing the S t-shirt. And I'm sitting here being like, how dare you? <laughs> yep, me too. I was so mad. I like this. I liked this this pairing. And now, mm-hmm. like, she... Uh, I mean, listen. I just don't think also that, like, if Jughead was to have sex with somebody, it should be Betty. Because they... Both ha- like if he just like on the rebound went and just like did it with Tony, I would be upset. Plus, these are like sixteen year olds at most. Yeah, like the the po- the you know faux post coital whatever stuff where she's in his t shirt. I was like, these are like and let me make you breakfast. Yeah, I was like these yeah. are underage teenagers. This is weird. <sighs> they like, were doing it on purpose. I know they were, but I didn't like it. They were they were trying to be like, I know you guys want Ace Jughead. Oops, we took it away. Oh, here it is back again. We're just kidding. Robin's like, they're personally toying with me. <laughs> they are, though. Except my heart dropped. It messed me up. I know. I don't know. I feel like they were like, oh, well, he can't go that far because then he'll be betraying Betty. And I'm like, yeah. Did anyone give these kids a sex talk? Does anyone have condoms? <laughs> But they didn't have sex. I feel like I Fred know, but would just have. in case, because she's into women. But Archie and Veronica and she's have. going to be with Cheryl. Yeah, I shipped that. Okay, so they're at Pops, and Tony's talking about how her uncle locks her out, um, and she called it a PG thirteen grope session, which is a okay with me. <laughs> Much better than I thought it was. So thank you. Because you don't That's have to fine. picture it. <laughs> He's like, okay, ouch. Um, and she's like, plus, you're not over Betty. I don't want to be your rebound. Which, like, great. Thank you. I love her so mm-hmm. much. And then she's like, okay, my mom could attest to this because she was watching it live upstairs and I was watching it live downstairs. And as soon as she said that, I literally, like, took all of the breath in my lungs and just started <laughs> yelling. Robin Snapchatted me a snap of her just kind of, like, screaming but it was a silent scream where like the hair was flipping and like breathing was happening but mostly it was just like jumping around screaming and i was like are you watching this live yeah oh my god and then i said guess who has new representation it's you and her name is tony 
See, this is what makes like she and Cheryl more possible. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But you know, I'm just like happy about it. I can't not be happy about it. I'm I'm thrilled. Tony and Cheryl ship name. Shoney, Terrell, Tone, Tonerel. <laughs> no. Like no. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. Also, about Sharoni. That one. My Sharoni. Sharoni is good. <laughs> My Sharoni. Jug has written this article about uh, the community within the school. And he's like, this is really nice and everything, but our rules were that you couldn't participate in drugs or gangs, and I know that you pledged for the serpents, that's not cool. And I'm like, wow, watching it the second time, the hypocriticism that is happening right now. Knowing what we know, why did he make that rule for Jughead? Yeah. Like, why did he care? Just to, like, make himself look good in front of the principal or the school board or whatever, maybe? I don't think... Or maybe I, he thought that Jughead would be an investigative kind of boy. <gasps> oh, I have a thought. Oh, what? Oh, yes. Oh, pick me. Oh, oh, you, you in the front. It's because he knows that he's FP's son and that he has pull. Oh. Okay, I would believe that. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Yep. Okay. Um, he's like, listen, the ghoulies are the ones who are doing the drugs, not the serpents. And he's like trying to talk to him, and then he's just like, oh, sorry, I have a really important text from my friend. Okay, but like me in any conversation, a text was like, hang on. It's really great that Jughead's being like, oh, like actually taking it seriously. Because like, if it was me, I'd be like, dude, I'm in a meeting. I'll talk to you after. Yeah, but you like following all rules and social uh, That's true. mannerisms, which is but good. He's like, dude, I gotta go. I'm so sorry. So he like runs away and there's a raid that's happening and it's all in slow motion and it's really heckin' cool. They have dogs in there. And uh, my sweet children, Tony and Sweet Pea are arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, how many children do you have at this point? I have so many children. I'm so worried about them. I was telling them earlier that Brittany has brainwashed me. She has changed me for the better because she told me last episode that Sweet Pea looks kind of like Cole Sprouse. And now suddenly I just have this place in my heart for Sweet Pea and seeing him like up, like get pushed against the lockers. I was like, please don't break him. Okay, but he's also Sweet Pea is such a cute name. I love him now. Don't touch oh, no. him. Let Please him live his life. Don't get attached. You think he's going to die? I mean, I don't know. I feel like anyone could die on this show. I'm going to cry at this point. Okay, don't cry because he's literally... I'm not going to cry right now, but if he dies, I'll cry. He's been on screen for like 10 minutes total. He means a lot to me now. Oh my God. What have I done? I'm I've worried. made so many mistakes in my life, but this has got to be near the top, right? So Archie and Jughead are at Pops, and I think it's so strange that Jughead is just, like, screaming at the top of his lungs, and then they then they go to a wide shot, and all of the random patrons of Pops are, like, just having their, co- their own conversations. And I'm like, you don't pay attention that he's screaming. They must be so used to those kids, like, taking over the whole shop. Like, oh, don't mind them. They're the main characters. Yeah, they know what's up. He's like, the serpents aren't the ones doing the drugs. And he's like, why do you even care? Because I thought that you and Betty hated me now. And Archie's like, right, yeah, sorry about that. My bad. Archie's like, sorry I dumped you on behalf of Betty. That was totally my <laughs> It wasn't cool. And he's like, gets a text from Tallboy and then leaves. How do you get the name Tallboy? That guy's not even that tall. No, he's not that tall. Hmm. Isn't tall, aren't Tallboys like um, big beers? 
Oh. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to Google it. I think tall boys might be like large beers. Tall boy. I'm just going to get pictures of tall men, just tall. so we're clear. <laughs> tall boy. Okay, for some reason, drawers are coming up. Tall boy. A tall boy is a 24-ounce can of beer. Why did I know that? You know why you knew that. I said tall boy. Number one is tall boy Riverdale tall boy beer. I love how tall boy Riverdale is more important than tall boy beer at this point. Oh my god, that's hilarious. The next scene is that they're at Ghoulie HQ. And this new character named Malachi. Which looks lit. It looks like a Russian drug den. Yeah. Calls it the House of the Dead, which is a 2003 German-Canadian-American zombie film. So cool. Yay. Zombies. And uh, he's like, we all have to unite now because bad things are happening and the whole South Side has to go together. FP wouldn't have let this happen. FP, blah, 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 blah. It's interesting that like the whole time last episode we were saying, Jughead, just because you like join the Serpents doesn't mean you're going to be like the leader now just because you're FP's son. And it's weird that it is kind of like a monarchy. But like, it's really, it's really weird because like, I feel like any gang worth its salt wouldn't put a teenager in charge. No. A teenager that had just joined. Yeah. Teenagers are idiots. It's strange. And, like, all these old men are, like, following him, and I'm like, but why? Like, did none of y'all have aspirations for power? <laughs> What's going on here? They all just... Ex- this is the thing that, like, blows my mind about CW shows, is, like, older characters just let teenagers, like, be in charge of stuff, and I'm like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ever. Tallboy was FP's right-hand man. Malachi says the phrase evolve or die, which is a whole thing. Malachi is uh, very attractive, though. I'll just. just What? He looks like Diet James Franco. Yeah, but like less creepy looking. Well, James Franco is a creep. That's what I'm saying. Just for the record. James Franco is a Diet Dave Franco hot take. That is the hottest and best take. Yeah. Team Dave Franco in every possible way. Dave Franco. If you had to pick between Francos, it would be like Dave and then Diet Dave Franco or Diet. James Franco, and then I guess, like, James Franco somewhere in hell. <laughs> I fully uh. agree! I love this. Um, he's like, this is gonna be a takeover, not an alliance. Okay, what we have to do is we should wait for Tony and Sweet Pea, and then we can figure out what to do. And I'm like, yes, I love your squad. He's like, FP wouldn't have let this happen, so, like, let's go talk to FP. So they go talk to FP, and he's like, it seems like you're a little bit outmanned, so make sure that there isn't any violence going on here. (laughs) There's this moment where Archie goes, yes, I totally agree. And I'm like, girl, what does your opinion mean (laughs) in this conversation? But also, don't you think FP should have some sort of reaction to the fact that his son joined the Serpents? I mean, Jughead does say, yell at me later about joining the serpents but but also don't you think that fp looked like a fox he did for like five seconds i would be like you did yeah. what i it seems like we kind of skipped that part well they mentioned it they said like you can be mad about you can be mad about it later yeah but, but like, i want right to see them be mad about it now i want that kind of content in my life well it would have been nice if we had gotten the beginning of the scene where he was like walking in and sitting down and they were telling him but it seems like we kind of uh entered on at the the halfway point well, that's kind of, like, how all the, like, best scenes are, though. Like, yeah. you should be thrown into the middle of a scene and have to catch up. That's why That's why the, that moment was so good, is that he's like, we should go talk to FP. And then it was like, bam. And they literally had the, like, bam kind of sound effect, and he was like, sup. And then it was like, commercial. <laughs> it was awesome. And Lindsay would like everyone to know that FP is a snack. He is a He's not just a snack. He's a whole feast. Snacks. Stop it. He is a feast. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, okay, here's what it is. is It's about territory. So they love their cars. Here's what you got to do is you got to do a street race. But it's illegal. So make sure that doesn't go nuts. Uh, l- make the stakes higher. Throw in the school. Cool. Do it. Do you think that real gangs do conduct business in this manner? I'm thinking no. I have no have you idea. Ever watched Fast and Furious? <laughs> okay, exactly I don't know if you know this, times. but Fast and the Furious is not a real like documentary. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, this is it's awkward. a documentary, just like Airbud is. Yeah, I like that you went for Airbud. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it took me a minute. Of all like, the movies, I'm like Airbud. I was like, who's gonna tell her that Airbud has been like three different dogs? <laughs> no, it's the same dog. And he's really talented athletically. Yeah, that dog's definitely still alive. Yeah, he's very gifted at playing the bat. That dog plays basketball better than I can, actually. <laughs> no, it's true. True. Um, so he goes to challenge the guys to a race. Once again, Archie Andrews, M.O., is wearing his Riverdale High football jacket <gasps> in inappropriate situations. He's like, I want everyone to know that I'm really white. You idiot! He's so stupid. Um, he calls him the Serpent Prince. So clearly this is kind of a monarchy thing going on here. Um, well, the Half-Blood Prince was already taken. <laughs> and he wears a crown. He does wear a crown. Oh, snap! You right. <laughs> um, the girls arrive, and he says something misogynistic. Uh, Veronica calls him out, and I love her. There's that. Uh, he's like, okay, here's what we're going to do is we're going to also throw in the bar. We'll throw in the white worm. Fine. And he's You know like, what I like about this episode, actually? What? Both men from both sides of the tracks, it basically proves that, like, none of them have any respect for women. Yeah. All, all of them. The one unifying theory amongst Riverdale is that all of the men are terribly. <laughs> except Fred. Yeah. And Sheriff Keller. Yeah. I love them. And Kevin. Though, hey, shout out to Kevin bringing up cruising in the woods as though that is a normal thing that gay men do. Yeah, again, he's just like, I wouldn't even cruise here, which is like, wow, you're, 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 um, it's like implying that his standards are super, super low and like this doesn't even meet them. Yeah, and it's like, well, nothing like trolling for dudes in the middle of a forest. Yeah, Yeah, in the middle of the night. I I think, is that where they go at night? That's where all gays go at night. That's where I go at night. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So he's like, and plus the trailer parks. And he's like, fine. Deal. <laughs> what, oh. What happened? My God. What happened? By far the best joke Lindsay has ever I told missed in her it. entire life. I missed it. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay said, she's like, maybe Kevin's going into the woods because he's always trying to hook up with bears. Oh my God. <laughs> that's too funny. Oh my god. Kevin would be into bears though. Yeah, I feel like he would. I feel like Kevin yeah, Kevin yeah. <laughs> Moose. Okay, true. Pow, pow. Moose. Moose, yeah. Yeah, that's a Kate, that's a big mood. Big mood. That was high five. Your best joke. Um, the next scene that we have is Betty working on cars and stuff. Um, this is a sort of nod to the comics because Betty is known to be really Good with mechanics and cars and stuff. I didn't know that. And she looks great in Joveralls. Oh my god, yeah. Did you just say, did you just say Joveralls? Well, they are jean overalls. Joveralls. I don't want you on this podcast anymore. (laughs) Um, It's Reggie's car. And she's talking about how it's just like him because it's beautiful, but nothing is happening. (laughs) Really. I get that comment a lot as well. (laughs) Um... 
It's at Riverdale Auto Shop, and Jughead seems to have a uniform on. Do you think that's how he's paying for things? Does he work there? Um, yeah, because I was like, why did he dress up in in like a fancy jumpsuit just to sit there and brood? Well, Betty works. But like, wouldn't we know if Juggy worked there? I feel like we would, but also like, then why is he wearing that outfit? Um, it's called fashion. Look it up. Where did he get it then? Aesthetic. Um, he grabbed it from someone's locker, clearly. Okay, hold up. I think I found something. Sometimes we just pause in the middle of the podcast so that Robin can Google things. She's a great Googler. Okay, never mind. There's nothing here. I thought maybe I thought maybe I could find the auto shop and be like, Jughead worked there for one comic or whatever, and it would have been like a little reference, but I can't find anything. Oh, all right. Okay, so he's just so he literally did it for the vine. I guess it's so. just hashtag aesthetic. Yeah, he did it for aesthetic. Um mm-hmm. Jughead is saying Which that was, you know. the fact that she dumped him by Archie was worse than dumping by text. Uh, which, yeah, true. Freaking roasted, by the way. And she's like, I did it to protect you. And he's like, well, you literally hurt me. Because- Okay, but shout out to this role reversal, because usually it's the dude hurting a mm. woman and then saying, I did it to protect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So- And she's, like, working on a car, mm-hmm. like, it's it was such a good scene. It, I really liked this scene. Yeah. And she's like, I'll explain it eventually. But also, she's like, I'll tell you eventually. Yeah. I'm like, just tell him now. Like, you they have lots of time. They have the time. He's not doing anything but leaning there brooding. Yeah. Because <laughs> Robin loves what? Brooding antiheroes. There you go. Okay, so big revelation. Kevin Keller watches RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, so who do we think Kevin Keller's favorite drag queen is? I feel like I don't have a full opinion because I am not... Violet I haven't seen very much. <laughs> okay, but probably... It's Violet Chachki. Because, like, Kevin would enjoy season seven the most. Violet Because Chachki. he doesn't have the b- good taste of season six. <laughs> what if he loves a door? I love a door. I know you love a door. What if he loves a door? He, like, secretly loves the punk rock queen. I mean, maybe. I feel like Violet Chachki was absolutely the right choice in there. Were. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tony and Sweet Pea are now out of jail. Which is great. I missed them so much. I mean, they didn't have grounds to be arrested yeah, anyway. Exactly. That was that was false imprisonment. They Sheriff Keller should absolutely be benched for doing that. Mm. That's that's literal police misconduct. Well, I mean, even though McCoy M- Mayor McCoy literally said in the group thing, she was just like, "I w- am fully prepared to arrest every serpent." And it's like, but there's no legal grounds yeah. to do that. What they did was illegal. Mm-hmm. And why was Jughead going to get arrested? Like, Because he was wearing a serpent too. jacket, I think. Or no, I guess he, he probably wasn't wearing Not a jacket. Not in that scene. But I think it's like, it's like just like, why are you arresting a bunch of children? Mm-hmm. They like, exactly. Why are you arresting kids? Um, Jughead brings up Dead Man's Curve and the Herc Harvey Bridge. So Herc Harvey was a director, actor, producer, and screenwriter. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's still alive. I don't know. I Googled him and I just wrote down a few things. So there's that. Tony is talking about how she usually starts these little racist things. But Cheryl was like, um, I don't heckin' think so. Yeah. Cheryl looking like a freaking snack. (laughs) Cheryl has to be one of the most beautiful people on the planet. She really is. She's flawless. She She looks like a doll. Her hair? Oh my God. I would kill for hair like that. It's like literal princess hair. It is princess hair. It's like hair that shouldn't be real, but that's her real hair. Incredible. I love Cheryl. How do I how do I get on that level? Um she calls Tony Cha Cha, which is a Grease reference. Just like uh this kind of 
car obsession sort of stuff is a Grease reference. So I did Grease, uh, the musical. And so Cha-Cha, do we all know Cha-Cha? Mm, yes. The character? Maybe. Cha-Cha was the one who came to the dance with, I think, I feel like oh, it was yeah. Mickey yeah. that came, went to the dance yeah. with her. And then she like was like, a cool professional dancer. But then like, you know, she didn't really mean anything at all. So that's kind of what she's saying. Wow, justice for Cha-Cha. Yeah. So they're going to do the race. Uh, Jughead is having the heckin' time of his life. And Archie is like, the terror I feel. I like that Archie was like, I'm terrified, but I'm still going to do it because you're my best friend. Yeah, right. The ghoulies keep Ride hitting him with the car, which I feel like Reggie should be like, um, sup? <laughs> <laughs> I let you use my car and then garbage happens? <laughs> That's actually a good point. <laughs> Like, Reggie gets his car back and is just like, okay, can I Literally the whole time we were watching it, Britt kept saying, but that's Reggie's car. Yep. Yeah. But but that's Reggie's car. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Reggie at least ride in the back? Yeah. True. And then he's just like, can you not get hit, please? Yeah, I would would be so upset if that was my car that they were trying to trash. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the bridge is too narrow for both of them, and Jughead's literally like, okay, well, I literally can't lose, so whatever. Archie ends up stopping them, and I remember before the reveal that the police were there, I was so upset. Oh, yeah. Yeah, We, we were too. like, what the hell? What the hell? Archie just lost this for him. I was like, Archie, what is wrong with you? Like, this is not your stakes. And also, if they had, like, fallen off the bridge on into, was it, like, over water? They totally, I think so. They totally I don't survived. know, but maybe. So I don't know why he why he even did that. I don't know, because if they c- crashed into the concrete, they would have super died. Super died. Super died. As opposed to just like died. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the next super level died. of die. But either way, the police are on the other side of the trees. And so uh, now everyone is running away. Tallboy's really mad because there's like no honor in like working with the police or whatever. Um, but Archie's like, it was I that called Keller. <laughs> Everyone on this show just admits to all of their crimes and mistakes. They're like, oh, I would lie forever. That was me. And like, here's Jughead having a great point being like, okay, but now they're now they're gone, but they're gone for like three months. And when okay, they come back, like, they're going to be even more angry. But like decent band-aid while they figure out how to like take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Definitely better than everyone dying. Lastly, we have um, some of the... Uh, Tony's telling Jughead that some of the serpents are upset with him and some of them are like cool beans because they think that he's the one that worked with the police, but he wasn't. And then we learn that Sir Phillips is the sugar man. Did not see that coming. Nope. Nope. No. Crazy. This is why I think the Black Hood reveal is going to be so underwhelming because they're like, who's the sugar man? This random character. (gasps) Built him up the entire episode. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, this one, this one professor that you saw like once in one other scene. Yeah. Twice. Sorry, twice. Archie's at his house talking to Fred about how Jughead's kind of mad at him. Okay, so there was this kind of like hover on Fred and the painkillers. Do you think that's going to be an issue? Yeah, because Archie was like, hey, are you okay? And Fred's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like, that was weird. And like they did a thing where they like were down at that and then they panned up. So like that really makes me feel like that's going to be an issue and that makes me sad. I just... Let's keep an eye on that one. Yep. Yeah. Betty time? Betty time. Actually, can I pee first? Yes. Betty runs to the hotel. Nick is alive. Uh, his parents are Ugh. there. Keller is there. Not trying to be sh- but the phrase Nick is alive made me upset. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay, I have a theory. Ooh, ooh, what is it? Betty has finally changed her ringtone. 
Mm-hmm. And my theory is that they needed to pay for copyright to use that song, and they only paid for one episode. Oh my god, that's hilarious. And I also mean, right? probably true. Yeah, and so they're like, she has to change her ringtone now. It's like, oh, suddenly she learned to put her vibrate on. How strange and not at all Not planned. even! It's like a... It's just like a regular ringtone now. Which, like, actually didn't make me think that my own phone was ringing, so shout out. Yeah, I feel like they were playing into the creepiness of, like, her getting these phone calls in yeah. that episode, and then it, like, switched, yeah. because, like, in this episode, she's like, I'm I'm the boss now. I'm the right. one. Um, but he's like, I didn't kill him because he's not from Riverdale. But neither was Miss Grundy. Yeah. True. She, like, lived in Riverdale, but she wasn't from But, Riverdale. like, now suddenly the Black Hood has gotten kind of even creepier. Like, now it's less like, we're friends, we're the same. And now it's just like, he says things like, good girl and like things like um like like, i'm grooming you yeah 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 and like you know just like grosser things bro it was just like it was straight up more sexual and that when he said good girl did you you hear the sound that came out of my mouth i was like yeah it was definitely like a barf and i completely relate to that because he's like getting more and more predatory and it's disgusting i think it's almost certainly not hal at this point yeah, because yeah. I don't think Hal would speak to his daughter that way, which sucks because I really liked that theory. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a sound theory. Yeah. But, or if we take your theory into account or whatever, maybe it's this is just a different person in the organization and they're creepier. I mean, it totally could be. Maybe. If, like, the, if the other, like, member of the Black Hood mm-hmm. um, brought someone else on board because they're like, I'm not getting anywhere with this girl. Right. Or I've achieved what I needed to now take over. Yeah. But he's like, now it's time for the real work. He hangs up on her and Archie sends her a text that says, Are you up? <laughs> Stop, and I'm like, Robin. Please. W Y D. I love how it's like you up, but it like it's it's daytime. <laughs> like, what do you mean you up? I mean, that's a fair question to ask someone who is me, but not someone yeah. who is Betty. Yeah. I exactly. ask you that question at like all times of the day. And you know what the answer always is? No. No. <laughs> um, Betty's talking with him saying, I'm done with the Black Hood. I talked to Polly. She's going to be okay. They're like hiding her away and stuff. That's when they see Jughead and Tony in Pops. But if they're like hiding her away, in the first place, no one was supposed to know where Polly was. So who's yeah. to say that they couldn't find it again? I was True. The exact same thing. Yeah. True. And then they get calls from their parents and they have to go to this giant group meeting. The call was coming from outside the house. <laughs> Alas. Uh, she gets another phone call. And of course, she always goes She goes into this empty classroom that they always use for arguments. Because like I specifically remember earlier this season, Archie and Veronica going into that classroom and yelling at each other. But also, you know, <clears throat> I had a point. Mm-hmm. But you it lost left. it. It's gone. Oh, it was in your head, but now you do not remember. Oh, yeah. It, it flew away like all my motivation. <laughs> mood but betty's basically saying please leave me alone and he's like i will you better uh help or or bad things will happen and it'll all be your fault and bad things will happen but like i like that betty's like no that's like not on me hard no on that one but thank you so much um like um thank you so much for the the opportunity but like i am not gonna buy this he's like there's a person called the sugar man he's a drug maker and i know that you're friends with cheryl who used to be whose father was an associate of the sugar man so 
please get me the identity of the sugar man or else somebody that you care about will die. It's like a... My boy, lollipop. Lollipop, lollipop. Also, like, it's so cliche that a guy who sells drugs is called the sugar man. But I love it, Jingle Jangle looks like a pixie stick. I get that it looks like a pixie stick. I'm just saying. It's tired. (laughs) What would you... (laughs) You're a tired ass showgirl. <laughs> You're a tired ass showgirl. But what would you rather the drug dealer be called? Yeah. Mr. Drug Dealer? <laughs> <laughs> would you like to buy some drugs? Hi, I'm Mr. Coke. The drug man The drug The drug man yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Robin, what would you like it to be called? Just the drug man I, I love the sugar man, actually. Yeah, I loved it too. So Lindsay has an unpopular opinion. <laughs> As usual. Cheryl is out sunbathing. What time of year is it? Thank you. I literally turned to Lindsay and I was like, Betty is in a cardigan and jeans. Archie is wearing a jacket. Cheryl is sunbathing? Nick was wearing a winter coat. But that makes sense with Cheryl because she's hella extra. But also they shot this in the summer in Vancouver. Like, are what what universe does Riverdale exist in? She's reading a book. Uh, I was so mad at myself because there were three whole books being read in this episode, but I could only see one of them, like what the actual title was. Like I saw the uh-huh. the the t- the cover page of the one that Cheryl was reading pretty thoroughly, but I couldn't read what it said, and so I can't really look it up. So if anyone knows what Cheryl or Veronica was reading uh, this episode, I would love to know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't help you. Uh, Cheryl calls Betty her cousin, which is nice. I like. Them. I loved that. I thought that was so cute. I like the fact that they're family. Mm-hmm. And that I, the thing that I love about Cheryl and the thing that I find super, super relatable is someone asks or tells Cheryl to do something and Cheryl's like, no. Yeah. And then she'll go away and do it. Yeah. But it, she's not going to do it when you tell her to. She's going to do it in her own damn time. Exactly. That is literally me. Because like the thing is people say, Cheryl, will you figure this out for me? And she goes, No. Not for you. And then after she's like, ah, but I'm kind of curious though. Yeah. And then she figures out and she goes, ah, might as well tell them. I mean, they were trying to figure it out, right? (laughs) Exactly. I God, God, I love Cheryl. She's like super flexible too. Like she's always just like down to do anything. Yeah. 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 She's saying, yeah, of course I know the sugar man. He was a, he's basically the boogeyman that my mom used to tell us stories about. And uh, Betty keeps asking questions. She's like, wow, Betty. Can I just have one moment of peace, please? Okay, but in what world is the Sugar Man um, a peaceful and uh, good bedtime story for kids? Yeah, right? Well, the point was to scare them. I don't think she said he's a drug dealer. Yeah, that's what I want to do to my children. Actually, you know what? This This goes back to, like, our mom telling us that there were evil things in the walls of our house. Sometimes I guess people just do that to mess with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. If I had kids, I'd mess with them like that. But she's like, he's not real. So can you go away, please? Me. And Betty's like, okay, bye. You know what, though? Betty, Betty did a really good job of, like, selling all of this. Like, the exasperation that people feel. Because Betty's always looking for a scoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> looking for a scoop. Looking for a scoop. Uh, Cheryl finds a drawing that she had made of the sugar man when she was younger. Uh, Betty goes to That pop. was hella creepy. It was, right? Yeah, like, that's what I made drawings of as a kid. <laughs> Betty finds Keller at Pops. Uh, Veronica needs reading glasses. But um, she looks great with them. I mean, yeah, she, she looks great, but like, shouldn't you? Like, aren't those? I don't. Where's the consistency? 
Okay, is, is no one considering the possibility that Veronica always needs glasses and she just wears contacts a lot of the time? But then mm, why does fair, she always fair. take her glasses off when she's not reading? Well, she was reading at home. It's called style. Look like on up. the comfort of her couch, which I also yeah, do. Yeah, when she like has a conversation with Betty, she has her glasses on. And I'm pretty sure she takes them off, but maybe she doesn't. Maybe I'm nuts. That is absolutely a possibility. Yes, for sure. But yeah. Keller is like, listen, Clifford was the sugar man. Which just isn't true. <laughs> but he's like, at this point, it could be anyone. So whatever. <laughs> and Betty's like, apologizing to Veronica, ends up telling her the secret. And I love how Veronica's just like, I totally would have given Nick's name. And I would have been like, have a nice day. Boop, boop. <laughs> Hope you're dead. And I'm like, literally same. Yeah, literally yeah. same. Sorry. I am like, I know murder's bad and stuff. Yeah. But like, you know. Sucks to suck. Yeah, sucks to suck. <laughs> R.I.P. in pieces. And uh, she's like, let's turn the tables on him. But, like, if I do give him the name, then, like, that guy, like, I'm going to feel at fault for that guy's death. But also, do you think that Veronica now is back to trusting Betty unequivocally? Because, I don't know, if someone got right down, even if they, like, were doing it to push me away from my own protection, if someone went right for, like, my deepest insecurities, I don't know if I'd ever forget that. Well, I mean, it's kind of like you sit there and you think, okay, but, like, even though you said that you didn't mean what you said, like, clearly you have been thinking it. It exactly. came from somewhere. It didn't come from nowhere. Yeah. That's the thing where I would, that would definitely give me pause, mm-hmm. like, when trying to figure out if I'm okay. But it could be like, again. like, I would know how to destroy you really easily because I know what your insecurities are. Um, but it's not, wow. but it's not because, like, I think those things about you. I just know that you think those things about you. Okay, that's fair. I could see that. Right. So, like, know- Veronica right. fears that people see her a certain way, and Betty knows that. But also, um, don't do that, okay? <laughs> promise that I won't do that today. They, today. Wow! <laughs> the next scene that we have is Penelope just, like, really violently hitting a hard-boiled egg. Um, is that <laughs> like, relatable? Egg? Isn't that how you eat eggs? <laughs> Brittany, having never eaten an egg before. And uh, she's got her one glove on. She's saying that she knows that the sugar man was friends with her father. And Penelope's saying that all of the records are gone, either to the police or in the fire. So, well, way to go, But that Cheryl. actually makes me think that that's actually not true at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's like a hidden stash somewhere. Like, sure, sure. Um, we have this character whose name is Vern. Uh, he doesn't exist in the comics as far as I can tell, though. And uh, he's charging her $150 for two pixie sticks. Man, that's an easy book. I mean, get your hustle while you can. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I know that you're overcharging me, I can tell. She uh, calls Betty after he runs away and calls him the drugstore cowboy, which is a 1989 American crime drama film. Wow, these- research skills. Oh, I know. She's amazing. These writers do a lot of uh, references that go right over my head. Bob Hughes is the leader of a crew of drug addicts consisting of him, his wife, Diane, his best friend, Rick, and Rick's girlfriend, a teenager named Nadine. A teenager? What the heck, Rick? Uh, Together, they (laughs) travel across the U.S. Pacific Northwest in 1971, supporting their drug habits by robbing pharmacies and hospitals. They sound like a group of winners. Wow. The morals on this group. Amazing. I love it. Incredible. They follow him and they go to the Ghoulies HQ, which we already talked about that scene. I still think Ghoulies is by far the stupidest game name that's ever existed. (laughs) Gremlins. It's not the Gremlins. It's the Ghoulies. I'm going to call them Gremlins is somehow better than Ghoulies, in my opinion. Of course it is. Robin, thoughts? I like Ghoulies. Fine. You don't think Gremlins is better than Ghoulies? I would rather call something the Ghoulies. Ghoulies sounds like something mom would call something. 
like getting the name wrong. You know how like moms always get the names wrong of things. Oh, like how mom thought the Powerpuff Girls was the Powderpuff Girls. <laughs> yeah, and she called Acorn Acorn. Yeah, she. Oh, uh, yeah. So she I feel did like she that. would say Ghoulies, like not actually knowing the name. The wow, second last scene that we have in this one is that uh, Cheryl walks in and tells her mom, "Careful, you don't get burned again." Which ah, yikes. That's freaking, that's like harsh. Yeah. Um, and Penelope is saying, listen, you say I never protected you. Well, guess what? There have been many sugar, sugar man, sugar men, I guess. Sugar daddies. Um, and, <laughs> uh. Zaddies. Jason met the first one and then ended up dying or whatever. She gives her the check. She throws it in the fire. Who is the sugar man? Bom, bom, um, bom. I really like that she threw the check in the fire. Yeah. That was like a huge moment. It's like, they don't really need the money. No. I mean, but you know, I was like, I'm watching it and I'm going, <gasps> what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Like, if they don't want that money, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. She calls Betty and tells her, and there's exactly zero goodbyes like, once again. And um, somehow- that people don't say goodbye on TV. I agree. It's annoying. That is actually one of my biggest pet peeves of TV. Who hang- just hangs up a phone? Like, hey, you gotta be like, hey, love you, bye. It didn't even seem like she had a moment where it was like, okay- all right, like, see you later, or whatever. It was kind of just like a, thanks for the information, bye. You know, it's just stuff. But, like, at, at the same time, if every TV conversation had a buy in it, wouldn't you just be like, why did you include all this? No. no. I. That's, that's just how real life works. I mean, I'm on your team. I'm just trying to figure out why they're doing it. But every oh. TV show does it. The weirdest the part weird- of the scene to me, though, is that Veronica's not being like, who is it? Tell me. Huh? I agree. Oh, yeah. Instead of being like, why is it Veronica asking? Like, she's just like, oh, you know who? Yeah, she's like, well, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, do about what? Who? (laughs) Yeah. Because Betty told her it was Cheryl. Tell me, tell me, tell me. No, no, no. But she was like, I don't know what to do. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Betty said that. Yeah, no. Okay, so. And then if I was Veronica sitting across, it's like, you don't know what to do about what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Please tell me before I literally (laughs) die of suspense. Literally. Betty has her phone sitting on a book called The Fundamentals of History, because of course she does. Mm-hmm. She gets a call and she tells the guy that she told the police and she wrote an expose in the blue and gold. So uh, he can just see the name there because he needs justice and not execution. The Black Hood is saying this is risky. And Betty's like, I'm taking over this heckin' game. I'm here to frighten you. And she totally does because he hangs up scared. Yo, it was awesome. I'm a teenager and I'm here to f- your life yeah. up crack your life up i said it so it's, it's okay in there but also god i love dark betty mm-hmm. literally she's like i'm breathing down your neck yeah. can you feel it and can i'm like you feel it, it can should, you feel me it and i'm should like sound stupid it should sound her, stupid though, it but it yeah. doesn't shout outs to lily yeah i think lily did such a good job with this scene is like it could so easily be an archie scene where he's threatening everyone <laughs> while all the boys are shirtless behind him by saying we are legion and we're all rolling our eyes yeah but it's not. I, I truly bought this moment. Lastly, Betty uh, ended up telling Jughead the truth and um, all is well with those two, I guess. And she was reading Silence of the Lambs, which uh, is about uh, the cannibalistic serial killer, Dr. Hannibal Lecter. So I assume she's just trying to get into the mindset of killers. Which is fantastic because if she's going to channel anyone, it should be Hannibal <laughs> Lecter. Because I want to see Betty just go full mm-hmm. tilt. Yeah, me too. I want to see her completely lose it. I want to see Betty in a wig again, like going oh, like full. Oh yeah, Betty. that was yeah. cool. That wig was crazy. I like evil Betty. 
I I love Dark Betty. I I want more of Dark Betty. I guess it's not Evil Betty, but I don't. I mean, it could be Evil Betty. Mister Phillips gets killed by the Black Hood. Okay, so we actually had a theory about this that I think plays into my theory that the Black Hood is an organization. Mm Because realistically, how would um, you get a weapon and a hood? Like, how would this guy be in the jail and no one notice? So I think it's because because the Black Hood is an organization that could so easily just be either one of the prison guards or someone that works there who had access to all of these things in the first place. And like, but see, the guy who's like actually killing people every time we see him looks like the same guy. So that makes me think that maybe the people who are calling is a different guy than the guy who keeps killing people because it really seems like that guy's the same guy. Yeah, maybe there's like one guy who is the brains and one guy who's the hit. Oh my God, it's dark person of interest. Oh my God, it's person of interest. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so excited. Do you mean like the person is like a um who's calling Betty is like a copycat? No, a different mean, person or like co- like the part I think it's a partner. Yeah, and uh, oh, okay. an accomplice. Yeah. Yeah. So like Finch and Reese. Brittany, you're so on brand sometimes that it terrifies me. Thank you. Robin's usually the one who's buying into her own <laughs> brand. So for once it's good that it's me. Uh segment time? Let's do segment stalling. Uh, my first segment is called a sexual jughead question mark question mark question mark. And yikes, we had a bit of a scare there, but uh, it's all good. I think the writers are toying with me specifically, but but we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Just you, you. Robin yeah. E. Jeffrey. And my segment is: Did Jughead eat a burger? No. No. No, he didn't. He ate breakfast. I'm guessing. He talked about eating something. He but... talked about it. And he and what were he and Tony eating in the diner? Um, I feel like he maybe was eating a fry, but I don't remember. All right, I fair think enough. he was eating a fry. He could have been okay. Well, Jughead ate a fry, and that's burger adjacent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my best line award goes to Veronica for beg your misogynistic pardon. Claps for Veronica. Claps for Veronica. Love it. Incredible. Incredible line. I'm gonna be using that one. Oh, you you know what? You should have a gif of that. Yeah, okay, I'll save it. And I'll find it. Like, I think Camilla uh, tweeted it, so I'll find it. She's always up on it. Okay. And my best line award goes to Cheryl for... Not today, Cha-Cha. That was a good one. Thank you. What is your best line award, Lindsay? Not the kind of drag race I ever imagined myself going to, but at least the guys are hot. By Kevin. By Kevin. By Kevin. Kevin said it. We hardly ever have ones where it's just like all of us are picking different people. Like usually somebody's just really good on the lines in one episode. It's almost, I think it's almost exclusively either Ronnie, Cheryl, or Jughead. Yeah. Yeah. But I gave it to Alice last week though. Sometimes Kevin. Well, I kind of got a bad for Alice, so. You know, sometimes we have too much in common. (laughs) You got a bad for Alice too? Obviously! Yeah, you're always into Have that you mature, seen Madchen? Mature women. They are called MILFs. All right, MILFs. They're MILFs called- and Maud Raquel. Thank Thank you. Um, I'm so ready for the trailer because we haven't seen the trailer. Yeah. So we're going to... So what we're going to do is a live reaction to the trailer, which is mostly just us like gasping at things that the viewers can't see. Yeah. So I think it's a really worthwhile segment. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go ahead and count it down whenever you're ready. But we freaking love it. Okay. Are you, are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I'm very ready. All right. Look at Betty's face. Don't swear. Puppy bark. (laughs) I want lots of puppy barks. That was my end game with this podcast. All right, ready? Three, two, one. 
Play. I have a theory about Sheriff Keller. You lied to me. Wait, I'm about just getting started. <gasps> Penny! Chuck! Chuck! Is that Chuck? Yeah. No. I'm just living minute to minute here. This is one of those secrets we keep. <laughs> Who sleeps um, in that? Oh my god, Betty was just in a bed in an S t shirt. I'm worried. What um, happened to Josie? What? What, what happened to Josie? There was um, a knife. Remember what? I feel so conflicted when Chuck comes back because I'm like, yes, attractive. And then I'm like, wait, no, you're terrible. Um. Also, where was shirtless Keller? I see. Oh, did you find him? <gasps> wait. Oh, what? my God. See, I knew he was daddy. What is he doing? Is he working out? I see a lot of weights. But like, why is she in his house? Oh, she probably had a sleepover with Kevin. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. And she just heard something like creepy Look going on down there. Wait. Oh my god. See, I told you. I told you Sheriff Keller was daddy. <laughs> god. Guys, I am like shooketh right now. I'm not. I knew it. Oh boy. Okay, get into it. See, I was on this trend way before he became a shirtless guy. Whose whose bed oh. is Betty in? Okay, well, like, shout out to Keller for joining the DILF squad. Which is he basically was always in the DILF squad. Every single yeah, I always he was always in the DILF squad. All right, well, Brittany didn't get it. What the? And heck I guess now she gets it. Yeah, you just gotta give me time, guys. Like every okay. mom that I see on this show is a milf. It just takes me longer to get into the DILFs. <laughs> okay, I'm always on the DILFs. So yeah, but you're a disgusting human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outro Definitely. time. Oh uh, yeah, were, weren't you just looking at something? Me? Yeah, I thought I heard you googling something. Oh, I was kind of just trying to see what, like whose bed Betty was in. It looks like it's Jughead's. I hope all is well. Oh, I'm sure all is well for them, but asexual Jughead probably still lives. I think so too. I think that I think that they did what they did this episode on purpose because they know people want asexual Jughead. Yeah, it's going to be okay, Lobo. It felt like an actual it felt like not necessarily a dig, but like a we're just kidding. We know like it feels like they know about us. I mean, they do. They've commented on it in many articles now. So I hope the writers are very aware that people want it. They just are making questionable decisions. So I did would serve the ace? Like right. your ideal is that he would he 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 like dates and stuff, but like he doesn't like have sex, sort of thing. Because Jughead's not supposed to be interested in things like this. Okay, but he didn't do anything with Betty. No, really. So he could have been ace up until this groping sitch with. Well, he made out with Betty at the end of season one and they were like about to, it seemed like they were about to do something. And then oh, right, 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 right. But like, it's like, I think part of Jughead's journey in terms of asexual Jughead is him discovering that maybe he's not into these things that he's trying. Right. Like, it seems like, it seems like every time that something's about to happen, it's like something happens to make that not happen and and maybe he'll find that he he's actually relieved every time that it doesn't happen yeah yeah and i feel like betty would be a really good partner for that kind of stuff exactly for yeah. sure and like betty be like yes okay still love you yeah because in the comics jughead is very explicitly and like yeah can- canonically said the word asexual yeah 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 hamburger sexual yeah he's hamburger sexual yeah <laughs> we have that in common uh outro time yes uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, if you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. We talked all about season four and we'll be talking about season five next year and going to a super fabulous convention called Unity Days in January. And we're very excited. 
And we also have a lost podcast that I think Robin thinks is her actual child at this point. Yes. It means the world <laughs> yeah. to me. We're on season one. And if you're into that gig, you should get up in it. And if you're not into it, you will get be. into it. And Still get up into it. Been doing? It's the greatest <laughs> television show of all time. Sorry, I don't make the rules. I made the rules and that role goes to Battlestar Galactica, but we can fight about that another sure, day. Sure, sure. Uh, follow at the Aficionados <laughs> on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble, YouTube, mostly Twitter. Follow me on Twitter and I'll do the same. Y'all have a Redbubble? Yeah. Yeah. Here for it. Thank you. Um, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Um, If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it because it's expensive to do this. Mm-hmm. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Abertania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Thanks for coming on the pod, Lindsay. Clap Yeah, Lindsay. Snaps and claps. I feel like I added zero content, but I was happy to be here. Uh, give us where we can find you on the internet. Plus size Barbie. Honestly, all you have to do is Google it and my face will come up. Or yeah, my it's butt. actually kind of creepy. It's my just, face or my butt, one can, of the two. You can actually Google the phrase Lindsay Patricia or plus size Barbie and like Lindsay comes up because she's low-key famous and it freaks me out. So that's actually where all your guys' budget went this <laughs> month. <laughs> <laughs> We've, we paid for Lindsay to guest on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Yoken. I would literally die before paying money to do anything. <laughs> um, next episode is episode 207, which is called Tales from the Dark Side. And we kind of talked a little bit about what that is uh, earlier in the pod. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, join us next time, duh. Woo. Woo. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, bye. 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 Bye.